Welcome to Words of Restoration with the Anointed One. I pray that these words will bless you today in the name of Jesus Christ. Child of God, today's topic is protect your salvation. Saints of God, your salvation was won in a very hard way, through the shedding of blood. It was a gory and painful exercise. And that's why salvation is a gift to humanity. It was a God who gave his only begotten son to die for us whilst we were yet still sinners. The Bible says he was hung on the cross and he was killed. He shed his blood for the remission of sins. Salvation is a rite of passage into the family of God. No wonder God the Father gave his son a place at his right hand, so that at the mention of his name, Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that he is Lord, whether in heaven, on earth, or beneath the earth. Because the son did something no man or no God has ever done. He sacrificed himself so that you and I can have a fair chance here on earth. You see, salvation was God's way of giving his children, that's you and I, an advantage over Satan and his own children. And that's why the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not, now listen to this, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Because those who must worship God must worship Him in truth and in spirit. For our Father dwells in the Spirit. And so the Bible makes it clear that anything that has to do with the flesh will not please Him. For the death of Jesus Christ on the cross and the sacrifice He made were all for spiritual advancement. They were all for spiritual advantage. It wasn't for the flesh. It wasn't a show. Hallelujah. Oh, I love what Romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39 says. Romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Hallelujah, I love this. For I am persuaded, in verse 38 says, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor not even the things that you are afraid of, nor the things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able, not even the fact that you've lost your job, not the fact that you lost money, not the fact that you were broke, not even the fact that he left you or she left you, not even that fact. He says, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, which means God loves you in spite of everything. Child of God, this is the reward of salvation. 
The reward of salvation is that God is ever present. God is ever near to you. And then he's gone one step further. He sent his Holy Ghost to live inside you. So wherever you go, the Spirit of the Lord is with you. Hallelujah. You see, the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in your life is designed to give you confidence, to give you hope, to give you a future. But only to those who know that divinity and trinity lives in them. Because this is interesting, child of God. You find that many Christians don't know that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit resides in them, resides in their spirit. By the simple fact that they've given their life to Christ and they receive salvation, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit took their place in your life. So they actually, the Trinity and divinity lives in you. Hallelujah. Saints of God, be excited. For you have already overcome this world and all its trouble. Hallelujah. You have to be excited. And that's why you find that everywhere you go, the Spirit of the Lord goes with you. Everywhere you go, His presence is with you. So the question is, Pastor, how is it that things go wrong in my life? If all of the Trinity lives in me and they go with me, child of God, the reason for which things are like that in your life is because Trinity is begging God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are begging you to recognize them. They are begging you to speak to them. They want you to recognize their presence in your life. You see, when you recognize the presence of Trinity in your life, you will stop worrying. You see, right now you are on the edge. You are tensed up. You are thinking all the time. You've become depressed. You've become anxious. And you are so worried about so many things in this life. You see, but those who know and have accepted that Trinity lives in them, those who recognize divinity in them, in their life, are relaxed. That's why Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and unheavy laden. He says, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. This is a promise he made. And so, if you will recognize today, That what you received at salvation, at the day of salvation, the day you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, took their place in your life. Oh, it will change things for you. You will think different. You will stop being afraid. Hallelujah. I want you to come to the consciousness of the existence of divinity inside you. Because that's what salvation brought. Hallelujah. Child of God, I want to say this to you again. Don't joke with the devil. Because he knows what salvation is. He knows what salvation is doing for you. Although you may not be fully conscious of what salvation and you may not have proper knowledge. Simply because you don't read your Bible or you don't take it seriously. And so you don't know because everything that salvation offers is written in the Bible. And so because you don't know, you put yourself in danger. Hallelujah. And that's how come many joke with the devil. Hallelujah. Because Jesus did not joke with the devil. 
He never, he never did. Like many Christians joke with the devil. Jesus never joked with the devil. See what happened when Jesus had just received the Holy Ghost. He's just been baptized from the Jordan. The Bible says he was driven by the Spirit of God into the wilderness. And then in Matthew chapter 4 verse 8, as soon as Satan saw that he had been just blessed by the Holy Ghost, that he has just received the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 4 verse 8, when Satan proceeded to tempt Jesus, it says, again, the devil took him up to an exceedingly high mountain. Now, there were three temptations in all. So I'm just going to skip the first two. And I want to draw your attention to the third one. Now, the third one is in the book of Matthew chapter 4 verse 8. It says, Again, the devil took him up an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Now, I want you to carefully listen to the reply of Jesus. Listen carefully. And and many people have never noted this reply. In verse 10, Jesus says to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Now, this is in verse 10. Now, what is great about verse 10 is that Jesus never said to Satan, It is not yours to give. Remember, Satan was offering him the kingdoms of the world. Jesus will have said to him, Well, I don't believe you because you know you can't give it because the kingdoms belong to my father. No, Jesus did not rebuke him that way. Jesus simply said, For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. So Jesus was simply saying to Satan, I can't serve you. I can only serve my God, which is my father. So, but Jesus will have said to him, It's not yours to give. You can't give it. Stop promising what you can't deliver. Why did Jesus not rebuke him that way? Because Jesus knows he can deliver it to him. Hallelujah. And somebody might wonder and say, Pastor, why would you say that Jesus believes he can deliver it to him? Now watch this. Jesus refers to Satan as the prince of the atmosphere in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. Why would Jesus give him a title like that? He calls him a prince. Now, every time people call you by your title, if they call you a pastor, if they call you a prophet, what they are simply saying is that they are acknowledging your title. They are acknowledging your position. All right. Because if people don't believe in your title, you may be called a prophet. They'll just simply call you by your name because they are refusing to acknowledge you by that title. They believe that you don't you are not fit for that title. But here, Jesus in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 refers to him as a prince. Why would Jesus acknowledge him as a prince? All right, again, in the book of John chapter 12 verse 31, Jesus calls him the God of this world, calls him a God. Although with a small g, Jesus calls him a God. And this was puzzling. And then I realized that Jesus himself never joked with the devil because he knows, he knows that Satan, the devil himself, that old dragon is able to deliver the world to anyone who 
happens to believe him. And that's why you find today that this world is in trouble. And so, because he's been called the prince of the atmosphere, he is in control of the atmosphere of this world. And what is the atmosphere? The atmosphere is the television, the social media, your phone, the internet. He's in control of it. He owns most of the TV stations. And through these channels, he releases obscene things on television, naked people. He promotes sin on air. And that's why, child of God, you've got to protect your salvation. Protect your salvation. Decide what you watch. Decide what you listen to. Decide the type of music you listen to. Even now, Satan has disguised certain Christian songs as as Christian songs, but the truth is they are unholy songs. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus himself also refers to him in terms of royalty. And it's only a person who has royalty that can be referred to as a prince. Hallelujah. See what the book of John chapter 5 verse 19 says. It says, we know that we are of God. And the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that Satan is wicked. But Jesus said the whole world lieth in wickedness. And that's why you, child of God, you must get ready. Get ready with your salvation to fight the good fight of faith. So that you will be able to stand in the day of adversity. Because your salvation is a rite of passage and you must, a rite of passage into the family of God and you must protect it. God bless you. God increase you. In Jesus' name, amen. To support this podcast and our ministry so that you can help us to continue to reach people around the world, please click on the link in the description. And until I come your way again, keep living in an atmosphere of restoration. God bless you.